0: Hello, John Schuler. Hello, Brandon Gore. Good afternoon.
1: <laughs> it's still Oh, it is afternoon. It I is was just afternoon. gonna say I think yes. it's still morning. No, yeah. it is afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. So
0: I got a baby on the way tomorrow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Scheduled for it's noon tomorrow. Exciting times, man. Exciting times. Do we want to get right to it? Because I know you're pressed for time and I am. I got a lot to do. Well, let's jump right into what we're talking about last week. You've done some more research since. Essentially, mm-hmm. we're talking about white and you know the white silica fume, it is white, but it can shift in, in tone. And we thought that was what was going on, but you did some deep digging and went through lot numbers and talked to everybody and really tracked it down to a very small batch that was right. blended which, what, with what we think was a slightly darker silica fume Uh, I'll let you talk about it. Go ahead.
1: Well, first of all, and and I posted this on the group page, the discussion group for Kodiak Pro. Thank you for everybody who's been giving me a call, helping me sort this stuff out, track it down, and just understand if if you end up part of the Kodiak Pro family using our products, tech support, the whole nine yards, we, as we've always said, want to treat people the way we always want to be treated. So... Once people started hitting us on this, it didn't just get blown off like, eh, whatever, you know, your bone white's not white enough, Ugh, you know, get over it. No. So I took the time, I tracked everything back down and essentially what appears to me and I can't, you know, you're not going to find somebody specific to say, ha ha. Yeah, it was me. I made the error. What it appears is this and I, and I digress for a second. So when we bring in raw materials I have a specific specific specification for these materials. Now, in this case, silica fume. Because I know the silica fume can vary in color, not majorly, but it can a little bit, I have a spec set for color. Each of our orders that is signed off, that it met the specification for each and every super sack of material that comes in. So there's number one. I got all that inform that that information. But it still didn't change the fact that we had a couple customers hit us and send us pictures that said, like this, their end material was, let's say, definitely a light silver, silvery, um, not a bone white. Okay. So what it appears is. When we had our materials being picked up from the raw material source, I think one super sack, you know, it just got slipped in. I think whoever, warehouse worker, whoever you are, I think human error, picked up one, set it on the truck, that truck ended up in, in, um, at Solomon. And then, you know, it got pulled one day and it got blended into some materials the good thing about this is actually I found out it's a it's a lot smaller or localized of an issue than than what I was initially concerned. Because Brandon, you got you got my calls. I was like, what the heck is going on here? And so I actually called, I had a visual inspection done of all raw materials. I mean, literally FaceTime you know, from from bag to bag to bag I go I want to see everyone they pulled it out with their hands they put it on paper okay so what is going on here and then from there I called almost what two dozen customers had them take pictures of their lot numbers on their bags mix me up a small amount of material every from you know um Keith Raymond to Dusty Baker I mean, you know, mix me up things. Let's take a look. What are we looking at here? And, you know, sure enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it appears that a few things went by, you know, snuck through, if you will, through all the safety net, human error, something snuck through. It ended up, um, a very, very small amount of batches that did get, um, I'm going to call it in, well, I'm going to call it a light silver, super light silver, but, Not white, nonetheless, not even a bone white, and yeah. So we solved that. We I got a hold of people. We made right with them. It depends on what your
0: definition of white is. Yeah. What is white? That's my that's my Bill Clinton impression. What is white? How do you define white? Hmm.
1: No, but it was was interesting
0: because was it pink? I do like pink. (laughs) Yeah, it's never going to be pink. Is Hillary around here? Don't let her hear me say that.
1: <laughs> That's funny. But um, no, it was interesting because like like Keith, you know, he got one batch in and finally he mixed me up some pictures or excuse me, took some, mixed them up and took some pictures for me because prior to it was just him and I having a verbal conversation. Thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you, everybody. We sorted it out. Fortunately, all raw materials are white. They've been inspected and now we are setting up one more safety protocol to you know let's say alleviate this from happening again
0: and i do want to also address that luckily most people didn't even notice because they were pigmenting the concrete so they had zero idea that it was slightly a different shade and so they pigmented everything is fine for the people that did have a problem we took care of that so you know, back in the day, if I had a problem, I would call and like, hey, you know, I think you guys just sent me bags of VCAS. I don't think there's any cement in this. You know, I cast <laughs> a whole project. I had to throw it away. They're like, well, don't have to tell you. Have a good day. I'm like, but what about the project?
1: <laughs> we get it, and uh, we try to take care of people. Try to take care of them. but again, a nice thing about it to me is I always try to look for that silver lining Bright brought to our attention Quite frankly, I didn't think this had a potential of happening with the amount of, you know, safety procedures we already had in place. But clearly it can. So we've now, you know, stepped it up one more level from here out where we're going to have visual inspections done moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: <clears throat> the golden rule, man. Treat others how you want to be treated. And that's, that's what we do. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. We also got a question from somebody. I didn't even know. We, we talked about Trinic products, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, Tech 10. Mm-hmm. We had a guy hit us up because he's wanting to use Maker Mix, UHPC. He keeps hearing about UHPC, UHPC. Well, apparently he used Trinic's UHPC pre-mix, which I wasn't even aware was a thing. I had to go to their website. I'm like, I, I don't think they yeah. have a UHPC pre-mix. But I went to it and read about it. Now, we don't know much about it. Uh, what we do know is this gentleman didn't like the way it mixed. And that's why he's wanting to try ours, because he had a hard time mixing it. Um, He's using a handheld mixer, and and it was difficult for him, so he wants to try Maker Mix. Great. But what we'll do just really quick, because we don't have much information, and he's the only person that we've heard from that's used it, so there's not a whole lot of feedback. Price-wise, it's $38 a bag, 45-pound bag. That'll yield about 4.5 square feet, which comes to $8.44 a square foot. Maker mix is forty dollars a bag, fifty pound bags that'll yield five square feet, which is eight dollars a square foot. So you know, I mean, we're forty four cents less a square foot. Yeah, less. I like it. Yeah, but right? uh, you know it's negligible. forty four cents is is nothing, but yeah. that's pretty much all I can say on the subject right now because we don't we don't
1: know anything. So well, I actually have talked to him quite a bit, and this is not I, I did not speak with him because he was asking me a lot of the questions in relation to. so, you know, none of the questions or answers, from my point of view, was you know pointed to say like, oh, ours is so much better, and of course you want to change because that's not the way we feel about things. I mean, if people like what they're using, uh, great. If you're you know if you're ready for an improvement of some sort and going this direction, then that's what we're here to help you be successful. And the, excuse, excuse me, I still got that little cough, uh, we more of a wheeze now here or there, but it's still kicking in now and then. Um, that's what we're here for. We're help, you know, to help be successful. So in this case, with this particular material, the, the things that were, I'm going to say difficult for the user was that, you know, this material came, you know, to be used per what you got. Now, you know, you could add some pigment or whatever the case might be. So, and with most UHPCs, most UHPCs are not designed with the artisan in mind, meaning us little guys, you know, I got a hand here, colomux you know, single paddle mixer, you know, um, like we had, we had the guy end up at the last workshop with a, you know, we don't have $30,000 mixers in our shop yeah. to run UHPCs. And that was one of the things he ran into was that, okay, great. Maybe this is a super nice material. And I don't doubt that the material does achieve what they say the material does achieve. I have no doubt about that. And wherever they're targeting this material too, I wish them luck with it. Um, But for us artisans that are going to go through maybe, you know, a quarter, half pallet, a pallet, we're making vanities, we're making small things, we're, you know, uh, trying to put it in a 120 plus Eimer mixer, You know, most of your UH UHPCs available from, you know, ductile to across the board, they are not designed with us in mind. They're just not. So they're going to be very difficult on your mixers, hand mixer or otherwise. Um, Once you get them where you want to be, I'm sure they're they're pretty cool. They're just not meant for what we do. So they're not as versatile. Uh, The key in my opinion, that we really focused on and will continue to focus on is the ability for this material, not just to, to achieve strengths. I said it again. Um, it's a dead horse for me. I could care less about that stuff. I truly, truly can. But I know it looks great on a spec sheet, right? Woo-hoo, look at, you know, 22,000 PSI or whatever the case may be. But whatever, man, whatever. At the end of the day, back to some of my original ECCs. If you can't mix it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If it beats the snot out of you so that, you know, average Joe, you know, hanging on to a single cola mix, single paddle mixer, you know, takes two minutes to finally wet out to the point that you're dripping sweat, you know, and, and changing and just beating yourself up to do it. Then no, uh, I mean, those days are done for me. Yeah. So
0: yeah, and just the versatility of the mix.
1: Correct, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, you and I were talking about the difference in kind of the framework of the mixes themselves, how UHPCs traditionally have taken a certain route and how you, yeah. you and I with Kodiak Pro have taken a completely different route from a chemistry standpoint on how we're yes. approaching it.
1: Well, yeah, you want me to talk about? I mean, I mean, I'm going to keep that very tight to our chest. Keep it tight, but (laughs) a
0: high a high level overview, like you're in a 747 and you're looking down at the ground. Right on.
1: Yeah. Okay. So again, UHPCs I think are amazing, and there's a lot of I'm going to say general rules when it comes to strength of concrete, and that is, I think we'll all agree, cement is a weakness, plain and simple. Plain and simple. If you looked across the board and said what part of this mix can have any issues. Well, it's not going to be a sand. It's not going to be a stone. I mean, water, I guess you could look at that, but the reality is the cement. So when you look at general UHPCs, they try to minimize the amount of cement and maximize the amount of fill, meaning the cement, or excuse me, the sands, the stones, you know, fine sands and et cetera. Because when you run final compression tests, least amount of water to least amount of cement to maximize in the sand, you're going to get very good strengths. There's no question about that. But when you take 50 pounds of dry materials, let's just assume that's what we're running, and that takes a minuscule amount of water to a minuscule amount of anything and makes it very, very hard to wet out. And we are running those numbers. But the I'm going to say the trick that we've done because I actually got a phone call from Justin McRae. Remember a, a couple podcasts back, Justin, who's using Radmix in a totally different way uh, with CSA cements. Again, he called me up. Like John, I mean, what magic did you guys do to this stuff? Because it's just amazing that what he's seen. And this is what we did. That thus far, I'm going to tell you, nobody else has looked at it from this point of view. And I'm not trying to put a massive feather in my hat or anything or our hats. It's just, you know, we decided to look at this from a different point of view. And that is this water, water is considered a weakness. Would you agree? We all know too much water, not enough water. We've talked about it. Don't starve your mixes. Don't overhydrate your mixes one way or another creating. So how do you take that water and make it incredibly efficient in the mix. And and again, what is John, what are you talking about efficient? Well, make get it to wet out all the materials, get it to maximize the cement hydration. With that and and stay in the system so that we're not putting, you know, liquid polymers and all this kind of craziness in there. What do you do to these mixes that allows that to happen? And that is something magical that we've done. I, I, to me, it's pretty amazing. Um, as as I modify this ingredient, which I haven't pushed it any further, as you very well know, Brandon, I mean, our water has dropped almost, what, 20%, 25%? I think it's closer to 30, 30%. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. we're yeah. that,
0: it's dropped close to
1: 30%. Right. Yeah. And these materials that we're working with, I've talked to Joe about this, it's so... Counter to what you're thinking because you're thinking, oh, that's ridiculous. Like if I keep loading fine material in this, of course I'm going to choke it out. I mean that's that's the nature of the beast, right? Anybody who's worked with concrete knows if you put a crap load of fine sand in it, you're going to need more water, right? And I'm just using that as if you put a crap load of super fine fibers in, you're going to need more water or more plasticizer. I mean it's – I think we can all agree – increasing total fine content into mixes typically does a couple things, forces you to need more plasticizer and forces you to use more water. But it's completely opposite with this material, if I can talk, this particular material that we're having made, made to our specification. And by doing so, we're achieving something that I think is so incredibly unique. It's, it's still, it's, I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. Every time I think like, ah, I can't add more to this. It would just be a, whoa, look at that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing.
0: The way that particular ingredient came about in the mix was we were having a discussion and, and I don't know who brought it up, but it's like, remember, remember this product? Uh-huh. Yeah. I wonder if they could like mill it to a certain size and we can put it in and see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we were thinking about using it for a different reason and you tried and you're like, Oh dude, dude, yeah. like it is so flowable. I put in less water, you know, da 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 da. Yeah. And uh, we, we kept making adjustments and uh, kind of alterations of the mix and getting it dialed and dialed and dialed. But yeah, now we're 30% less water than where we started off originally. And the mix is more workable, more flowable. And ultimately stronger,
1: yeah, way stronger. Yeah, to the point that actually Joe was getting mad at me because he just got, he, he just got in a, a fresh truckload. What was it? Two weeks ago or something? I can't remember. But he was running a table, and the next day he was trying to grind the back, and he's like, "Jesus Christ, Shuler, enough already!" <laughs> 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 it's getting, this stuff's way too hard. Uh, so anyway, he's making adjustments around that, but it's pretty amazing, man. Um, and that's just the one side of it. I, I think I told you in the last podcast when I was far more raspy voice, I just got done doing a tub surround with all of these improvements. So seeing what these improvements, as we just talked about from a water, a strength, a you know, lower plasticizer demand, even with the lower water, I mean, we blah, 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 blah. But then to see what changes that also has occurred with color saturation and potential marbling wait, 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 effects? Wait, wait, wait. And did you say saturation? Sorry. Saturation. Oh, saturation. I,
0: thought, I thought you put a W in there.
1: No, saturation. I'd probably say it too That's fast. We'll play it back. Saturation. We'll saturation. play it back. I'm pretty sure. Well, if I did, I didn't mean saturation. to. Saturation. I meant saturation. <laughs> saturation.
0: It's <was> very sensual.
1: <laughs> saturation. Yes. You know it, man. You know my compressor it. even Name likes it. You my, so my compressor words. in the background? It,
0: it seems to be liking mm-hmm. it, anyways. Go ahead, yeah. I digress.
1: So, no, that's all I'm gonna say. So, it, this multifaceted thing that's been happening with this, and it's not just the one material, it's how those that material is you know creating magic with all the rest of the materials. That I just I haven't seen this kind of thing happen before, but. I haven't traveled this road before from a chemistry standpoint. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, so
0: much of, of the advancements that have been made with ICT and with the Kodiak Pro product line have really been through relationships made over two decades mm-hmm. with different raw material suppliers and just conversations of like, what if we tried this? What yeah. if we, let's see what happens. Let's let's run a test. Let's try right. it. And some really good things that come out with that. That was a Prime. And uh, that's been the adjustments to maker mix and rad mix, just those types mm-hmm. of uh, what if. Let's let's make some calls and see if we
1: can, you know, get some. Yeah, that's some that's it. What if? Yeah. And it usually starts, as you very well know, not usually. It always starts on a small scale. So I call them up. We have a great conversation. They think I'm batshit crazy to begin with, and then we all kind of like, well, I mean, I guess if you want to take the time and the energy, then yeah, we'll make something for you and then, you know, here comes a little five-gallon pail or or something for me to work with. And then from there, I'm calling them back going, okay, yeah, it did this, but let's see if we can make these kind of changes to it. And they're like, "Uh, come on, man, really? (laughs) Uh, You know, like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, what do you think? All right, well. It's not
0: wide enough. It needs to be wider.
1: (laughs) It's got to be wider. It's too pink. It's Um, too pink. But I think, in my opinion, that's, That's part of thinking outside the box. And that is something you and I, and that's why we get along so well. I mean, in the history of us doing whatever it is we have done in this little niche industry, we continue to think outside the box. Well, hold on. The reason we get along is
0: in previous relationships you've had doing materials development, people are stuck in their ways. And yeah. you will say, what if we did this? And I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that. This works, whatever. We're, we're going to stay on this path. And you're like, but no, 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 yeah. no, no, we're, we're staying here. And you and me talk, you're like, what if I did this? I'm like, do it, do it. Do it. I like it. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Let's, so, let's see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. So
1: that's a good thing. No, you're exactly right. Hey,
0: um, side note, you brought up Joe Bates and that got me thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Bates just posted this on Instagram yesterday He's doing a five-gallon bucket starter pack that has uh, what? A, has pigment, has fiber, has maker mix and plasticizer for sixty-six dollars. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, buckets and are almost sixty-six awesome. yeah. bucks alone these days. You go to Home Depot or Lowe's, a bucket sixty-six bucks. So how's he getting <laughs> this other stuff in there for that price? But uh, if you're interested, and I think you should be, you want to try Kodiak Pro products to do a test hit up Joe Bates. Uh, His email is joe, J-O-E, at scfabnapa.com. So, S-C-F-A-B, Napa, as in the the city in California, dot com. And he can hook you up. So, anyways, there's that.
1: Pretty cool. Yeah, he should have the the web store up pretty quick, too, because I think, you know, he really wants to get focused on the small pallet sizes. And I've seen quite a, I don't know if you noticed on the discussion group, anybody who's listening to this, go to the discussion group. A while back, we implemented, let's say, you know, one of the threads where people in various states can get together and let's say, you know, split a pallet or something like that. And there's been two people chimed in the last couple of days from Wisconsin and was it Kansas? I don't know, something like that um, you know, looking for anybody who wants to buddy up on some materials. So yeah, check that out. And that's great. It is great. I mean, that's a great thing for people to do. Yeah. Hey, I got something I want to say,
0: uh, really quick. I want to hit the high notes. I know Remick, Remick, if you're listening, this is for you, buddy. Do you want to continue the conversation? Let's go online. Let's go to Facebook, like us on Facebook, like Kodiak Pro, then join the discussion group. Kodiak Pro discussion group, do that. If you do those two things, send us a message, me or John, with your address, and we'll send some stickers in the mail to you. So that's number one. Number two, if you go to Spotify or Apple, you can leave us a review. Please do that. And again, if you do those things, uh, send us a, a message with your address, and we'll drop some rad stickers in the mail. Concrete gangster, never underestimate hydraulic pressure, concrete is hard. So that's fun. Next thing is we have a current promotion going on. Uh, you know, we, we've had a few people do it. Uh, we have a lot of people saying they're doing it, but we haven't seen the videos come in yet. We want you to get rewarded for making a short video. So what this is, is if you make a short video on why you made the Switch Kodiak Pro products, what specifically is better about the the new products you're using, and how is this or how will these changes help your business, make a video, post them to your social media, send us a copy of it, we will credit your next order $250 off your next pallet of Maker Mix or Rad Mix. So that's a, a pretty good promotion. So, And that is good until June 1st, 2022. The other thing was uh, we did a GoFundMe. Let me pull it up real quick, see where we're at. GoFundMe for Brandon Browning. So Brandon Browning's shop got hit by Tornado last week. We talked about yeah. it last week. And luckily, it wasn't catastrophic, but it did damage his shop. He's still without power. They're doing repairs on it right now. So we did a little GoFundMe to help raise funds. Right now, we're at $3,151 raised. 24 people have donated. Anything helps, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. So hopefully, if, you know, God forbid, something happens in your shop or something, let us know, and we'll we'll try to get the word out and raise funds. But what we're doing as Kodiak Pro is... Just to say thank you, we're going to hold a little raffle or a giveaway. can't say raffle anymore. I guess it's legality. So we're going to do a giveaway. April 15th, uh, 2022, for every $10 you donate, it's going to count as one entry. First prize is a Kodiak Pro 7-panel camo hat, Kodiak Pro Concrete Gangster T-shirt, Concrete Gangster keychain, and a bunch of stickers. That's first prize. Second prize is a Concrete Gangster T-shirt, keychain, and a bunch of stickers. And third prize is a keychain and a bunch of stickers. So that's just, you know... I don't think anybody's making a donation to get a
1: chance at one and a half, but it's just our way of saying. I don't know. I'd probably put another donation in I that beanie. <laughs> I love the beanies. Oh, well, the beanies aren't even on the there beanies. anymore. I think we're
0: out of beanies. No, we might we okay. might have one left. I don't know, oh. but uh, but yeah. So that's just our little our little way of saying thank you. Thank you for helping helping out, Brandon Browning. Absolutely, he's a good dude. And uh, so there's that. What else do you have, John?
1: The an, an update to those. Diamond pads the, for the Festool sander. So I just got confirmation. The package will be here to me tomorrow, actually. But I am leaving next week for a family vacation. So when I get back, I'll be reaching out to everybody who's contacted me. And we're going to put a group of people together to go to the next level. I have personally already tested them out, assuming they haven't changed anything. Uh, Well, actually, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. I actually had them change something already. But uh, the next ones that come in, I think I have enough for 10 people. But don't quote me on that. I'll know tomorrow when I open the package. I know that's what I asked for. So there should be enough, and that's what we ordered. So, no, that's um, going to be pretty cool, man. I mean, I I cannot tell anybody how excited I am to finally have – some sanding, you know, diamond sanding pads because I use them all the time with what I'm doing with upright casting techniques to have something that actually fits the Festool backer so I'm not dragging around dust. I'm not scratching stuff. It's not going to be a pain in the butt. Um, I'm really excited about that. So hopefully others will are too. Awesome. Anything else, buddy? Um, well, the only other thing else and maybe this is a poor me thing, but I know we started this podcast Even for on the girls, Wait, wait, wait. Those people listening. Did you just have a stroke? On the podcast and, you know, anybody who's been giving us a little bit of grief. Oh, giving us some grief. All right. I just wanted to let everybody know, I know it's human nature to kind of kick each other in the balls a little bit. The two of us have really put our balls on the chopping block. Well, first of all, I don't even have any balls. To get this. I have nothing. Yeah, right. Nothing. Nothing. I got one left. (laughs) I got one the other one's on Kick away! Drug. It's
0: just like a, a flap <laughs> of skin <Chip>. hanging there.
1: <laughs> <Just> chip away. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I guess it's human nature, man. I just want to, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on our, our own podcast, but I get it. You know, people want to kick in our teeth a little bit. Like, oh, you know, they they found a flaw. We're wounded. Look at it although we didn't have any crazy complaints and we didn't have people going back crap crazy, a project had to be cast over or thrown away or whatever the case may be that we got a little bit of darker silica fume into a couple batches. The thing that blows me away sometimes is how quick it seems. Some people want to jump on this, like, you know, see, I knew you guys couldn't do it. It's like they were waiting for the flaw. You know what I'm saying? There's,
0: There's a big group of those people out there.
1: But just be aware, everybody, we're (laughs) staying, Brandon and I are staying on this thing, man. Yeah. And we're going to keep pushing it forward. You're probably going to get tired of our voices. You're going to get tired of our materials. You're going to be tired of, you know, looking around and watching people take their businesses and their quality of the materials to the next level. And I'm okay with that. Um, And you're going to be waiting around, I guess, again, like vultures on a branch waiting for one more thing what else what else what else it's kind of crazy to me man that's kind of crazy but it is what it is it doesn't bother me
0: really it's just human nature you know people not everybody this isn't everybody but a lot of people out there enjoy to see somebody fail or suffer Mm-hmm. They, for whatever reason, it's just the the nature of humans is like, ah, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about this in the past, you know, privately, but some people just like you to get taken down a peg. They're just like, hmm, seems like you're doing too good. We're going to knock you down one, right? Well, that's this thing, right? It seems that I know. way. They
1: don't know how hard we're working behind the cr- scenes. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. That's the thing that blows my mind sometimes. And, and I know, uh, maybe again, it's everywhere. the social media is this, this, and that, you, you know, you look at things through this looking glass, like, Oh, your life must be perfect. And like, Oh my God, man. Do you, nobody knows six figures just went out in raw materials. Yeah. I mean, this is not an easy thing to do. I don't know. I'm not asking people also to come around, pat me on the back. Uh, but we are busting our butts, man. Yeah. Um, this is not, this is not easy by any stretch of the means. So we had a hiccup, um, once again, thanks everybody for bringing it to our attention. I uh, hope every who found how we resolve things, uh, g- done to the best of our ability and we're going to keep on keeping on.
0: And there's going to be hiccups that happen in the future. It's inevitable, but whenever there is an issue, John and I do our best to be a transparent and be react yeah. quickly, not to dismiss it or throw it under the, you know, like, oh yeah, no, that's nothing. Right. We, we do our best to address things very, very quickly, and you know, and hopefully figure it out. And, and if there is a problem, make it right. Customer service—that's what we—that's tr- what we strive for: good customer service.
1: Especially when people start noticing. You remember when ICT used to be white? <laughs> 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 like, what do you mean? Uh, well, now it's like it's like water. Why did you <laughs> what say ICT? You I-C-T though? It's not ICT. ITC. I should yeah, say well, ITC. I-T-C. <clears throat> yeah, right? And then, uh, and then we'll separate.
0: Are, are you talking yeah. about, um, what was the name of that sealer? EAP from Kinlock. EAP. Yeah, yep. EAP. Yep, yep, yep. Took me a second. I was thinking of another sealer that's pretty.
1: We talked about it okay. in many podcasts, and a lot of people got, you know, a little burnt by that kind of thing. But that was the epiphany when, like, do you remember that stuff used to be, like, well, thick? Well, <clears throat> the
0: guy that said that to me, his name is Kelly Eccles, and I just was at Kelly Eccles' house, like, a week ago. I stayed at his house for a few mm. days. It was wild. It's like, uh, it's like Bachelor pad over there. He's a single dude that, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. But the point is, that was Kelly that called me up years ago. And it was when I first had the, the major delaminations of the AP. And I was talking to Kelly about it. And Kelly was like, hey, remember when it was white? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember it was like super yeah. thick? Yeah. Go open that can. Opened it up. Crystal clear, thinner than water, pure solvent. And, uh, yeah, so the, the reseller that was the middleman was cutting it with solvent. But, uh, you know, live and learn.
1: Live and learn. That's all you can do. Years ago, I do remember that in a whole different conversation when people, I see it goes too far. It goes, well, what if we just, you know, did it as I don't know, 25, 30 percent water? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. I never did that. Yeah, I can't do that now. Well, back when I was
0: I making plastic molds, the uh, the person that used to make them for me, Mike Eastergard, which you know, rest in peace. He was a good guy, mm-hmm. but Mike had that idea for a long time. He kept saying, "Like, let's make these super thin, so they're only one use." And you know, so it's like a, essentially a disposable consumable type thing and people have to keep buying them every time you do a sink, they have to buy one. I'm like, ah, you know, that's, that's not my business model. My business model is to make the best one we can make and last as I long know. as it can last. It won't last forever, but let's make it last as long as we can do it. But, uh, yeah, that, that whole mindset, I just don't get.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I don't either, but that's all right, man. I, I our biggest problem was often again, because we're coming from our own shop I call putting on two different hats. Right. So when I put my creative crete hat on and I'm in the shop, I take everything from that point of view, right? Like here I'm talking sealer, the same thing. Well, I want a sealer that, you know, has a nice shelf life, one that I don't have to do all these funky things to and, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I want to pull it off. I want to use it. I want to seal. I want to walk away. Um, and the same with other materials. So things that end up ultimately consumable, like, you know, roller covers that can't be washed out and reused or what, I mean, that just, that's, that is a, aside from the cost issue, it's a waste and it's wasteful, which means I don't want to use it yeah,
0: or catalyze. I mean, that's what always drove me nuts about all those catalyzed sealers that I used to use where you'd have to mix up more than you needed because you didn't want to run out with two feet left right. to go, so you'd mix up more. That was the quote unquote benefit about EAP was it was single component. And you know I'm sure as topicals go, before it was being cut by the reseller with solvent, it's not a bad topical as far as topicals go. But the problem with EAP, besides the fact that somebody got really greedy and started filling it up with, with alcohol and only putting a little bit of EAP in the can and selling it to you for 200 bucks, whatever it was. Besides that, the problem with it was it wasn't repairable. So if there was a gouge, which happens, you know, there's trades on the job site. They, yeah, life happens. Yeah, you know, they drop yep. a hammer, whatever. They gouge the concrete. You couldn't spot repair that gouge. It wouldn't bond. It would peel up. And so at that point, it's like, it's it's great. Just don't ever use it because if it ever gets damaged, you're screwed. And that was the the downside of that sealer technology. So
1: True. I guess that's, a, I mean, I look at that way for everything. I mean, that's... My mix sheets are dialed into the point when I do a job, I have a handful of mix left over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not 50 pounds left over. Like, ah, what am I going to do with this? I mean, everything is is really done in a way when you focus it from that point. And I think that's a big part of our focus with the rest of this is because we we're coming – from that end you know and we're still in that end so i can't change my mindset to tell somebody like hey well you know how big is this project okay and oh well if it calls for you know four bags of maker mix i would i would mix up six <laughs> you know what i mean knowing full well that they're going to burn two of them and then have to reorder no see again i can't i can't think that way i just don't think that
0: yeah way. speaking of the, the mix being very dialed as far as volume and, and batching, I bought this Atlas ball mold off eBay or something to make concrete Atlas balls. And all I want to do is put my excess waste concrete into it and end up with these concrete balls look like Saturn or Jupiter or whatever, you know, look pretty rad. And mm-hmm. essentially just build a pile out in the woods of them. I still haven't filled up one, one mold yet. It's still <laughs> only partway full because we're so precise. Like I get done, it's like a handful I scrape out of the bucket. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing— I don't even want to—I don't want to pick that sucker up when you're done. What size is the mm, ball? I think it's
0: like 120-pound maybe. It's not that heavy. You know, a bag of sand's 100 pounds. And a bag of sand's harder to pick up than a concrete ball. I can grab that ball and lift it a lot easier than I can a soft, you know, sand bag that's hard to get a hold mm. of. I, th- I think it's 120-pound. Maybe 150. I don't know. Who cares? I'll get my helper, Aiden, to do it. He's a young, young, strapping young man. (laughs) He can move it around. Uh, And it is a ball, by the way. I can just roll it. That's the other part of it. But uh, the other thing I want to say is, because you brought up mix sheets, is for people that don't know, John and I are constantly updating the mix sheets. They're not big adjustments. They're minor. But it's, you know, John will call me up and say, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's tweak the water to this. Let's uh, you know adjust the plasticizer to this, take the fiber to this. It's all very, very, very small adjustments, but it's constant. We're constantly making just little, little tiny tweaks as we continue to move forward. So what I'd say is if you're a user of Kodiak Pro products, do us a favor, just every now and then uh, hop on the website and download the newest version of the mix designs. If you have something that's from three months ago, uh, it's not gonna be current to what we're using today. We probably update it once a month on average. So, just well,
1: that and materials. I mean, like, I mean, one of the things who would have known that PVA 100s. So, any recommendations that were on previous sheets, all based around using PVA 100s, well, that's got to change. And when that changed, well, at the same time, then I need to update everything else to accommodate maybe a different fiber loading because now these fibers that were available aren't available. And now you're going to switch to these instead, which ultimately would mean an adjustment in plasticizer or, or water. Uh, one of those, like like Dusty. Um, Dusty's really loving what he's doing. He's loving the Maker Mix and the you know all the new looks and stuff that he's achieving. And with that, he's not using PVA sevens anymore. So you know, since that's Dusty's gig, any concrete design school is where he's going to show. His latest and greatest in techniques and pushing the boundaries of what he's doing, well, then I'm not going to re- recommend some, we're not going to recommend something in a mix sheet that he's no longer recommending. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and that that's a big part of these materials too, is the feedback from all of us that are using these materials. 100%.
0: Okay, John. Well, I got to go to my house and mop and sweep and change sheets. All this kind of stuff. We got a baby coming. Tomorrow's the day. So yeah. i got a lot to do. Baby. Baby. You got to see yep. the baby. It's good talking to you. So next week, we're going to not have a podcast. You're going to be out of town, and I'm going to be busy. So it'll be yeah. two weeks from now that we'll have the next episode. So everybody, you know, we're next week we're not doing it. All right. we'll, we'll talk in two weeks. You got it. Have a good Love vacation. Let you know how it goes
1: tomorrow. Uh, congratulations. And, um... Sayonara. See you later, buddy. All right. Bye. bye.